Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and this week we are talking about lunch. Last week was brunch, this week it's lunch. I love lunch. I love all meals, really. I think breakfast is my favorite meal, if I'm being honest, but... I do love a good lunch. Um, I cannot say that I've ever had a working lunch. I think that's work just like ruins everything. It reminds me of that quote, the Leslie Nope quote, um, where she lists off like the three most important things in life. And she's like, waffles, friends, then work. She's like, or maybe it's friends, waffles, then work. Either way, work is always last. And that's exactly how I feel about work. I'm recording this episode on International Women's Day, which is, I mean, essentially a holiday for me. Every day is International Women's Day because I love women. I love celebrating women. More specifically, the barefoot contessa herself, Ina Garden. I was just on Ina Garden's Instagram and I saw this was posted on January 26th, which is actually about a month ago now at this point, too. Um, There was a photo of Melissa McCarthy and the caption was... So excited to have cocktails with Melissa McCarthy tonight. I'll let you know once. What does she say? I'll keep you posted once it's available on Discovery Plus. And I was like, what? I can't imagine those two queens in one room. It's just going to be so fun. I didn't know that Melissa McCarthy was a fan of Ina. I don't know what they're like promoting, but I am on board. So yay. Other than that, I have a cup of coffee. I am ready to talk about some Barefoot Contessa. This week's episode is Season 8, Episode 5, and as I previously mentioned, this is called Working Lunch. So Ina begins. The two people who are most important to me for my cookbook is Pam Krause, my editor, and Mary Sarah Quinn, my book designer. They're coming for a working lunch today, and just because it's work doesn't mean that it can't be delicious. I'm thinking finger foods are going to be just perfect. Why do I think between the work and the lunch there are going to be lots of giggles? I have such a good time with them. On the menu for this episode is summer borscht, Caesar club sandwiches, egg salad tartines with delicious smoked salmon, and chocolate peanut butter cupcakes. It's quite the menu for for like a lunch. I mean, I'm on board for all of it as always, but uh, I don't know if I'd want two types of sandwiches like the Caesar chicken club sandwich is pretty substantial and then on top of that are the tartines which is basically like an open-faced sandwich but again I would eat all of these that are put in front of me and not bad an eye so I should just shut up about it so Ina starts off by making these chocolate cupcakes which will eventually have peanut butter frosting on them I I think like honestly her cakes I mean, there's a lot of Barefoot Contessa like recipes, obviously, that are that are foolproof. But every time I've had one of her cakes, it's always a slam dunk. I've had her cupcakes. I actually just had her um, chocolate cake over the weekend because my friend Jamie, uh, her boyfriend Vic, uh, celebrated a birthday. Happy belated birthday, Vic. And she made a Ina's chocolate cake. She did go with her own icing as opposed to the frosting that was in uh, the Ina Garden cookbook, which is fine. I'm not going to judge. But it was delicious. It's always so moist. And I really do think it is because of the wet ingredients. And this cake specifically, even though it's cupcakes, it's still, you know, it's still cake. There's buttermilk and sour cream, which I really do think like adds to that texture of the cake that's like just dense enough, but it's also still light. It's like this, like it shouldn't work, but it really does. And of course, Ina adds two tablespoons of coffee because we know that coffee makes chocolate taste more like chocolate. 
have we talked about Ina's coffee pot yet? I feel like we haven't. It's just like, it baffles me. I feel like she has like an industrial size, like espresso machine, like hiding in the other room. You know what I mean? But her coffee pot is like so plain and it's just like this white coffee pot and it's like just like on and off button there are no bells and whistles it's just a simple coffee pot which honestly i love i feel like it's very unexpected and it's probably just for filming like i said i i would need to know if ina actually has like a really great like coffee mechanism i feel like she does so after that, she puts the dry ingredients into her cupcakes, flour, cocoa powder, baking soda, and mixes this together. It looks amazing. I love, I mean, I've said it so many times, I love batter. I love doughs. I could eat it like just as it is. I actually, uh, last week, I made edible cookie dough. It was like the first time I've ever made it, and it is dangerous. The good thing about it was it didn't make a lot. It wasn't like a huge batch of it. It was, it's probably good for like one person. It's so good. I, I honestly like it was chocolate chip cookie dough too, which just like there's nothing better than chocolate chip cookie dough. I feel like anytime I have like a blizzard at Dairy Queen or something like that, there's like never enough cookie dough. I could always use like just like a little bit more. But anyway, she puts the cupcakes into the oven and then she says, and now I'm going to get working on the icing. Mm. Next, Ina is in the pantry. I love when Ina's in her pantry. It's what dreams are made of, really. There's so there's like everything you could possibly want, and it's the best ingredients. So she says, everyone likes chocolate, but I like peanut butter. So I'm going to combine them together, and everyone's going to be happy. She also has more than one mixing bowl in her, like for her standing mixer. She has like maybe even two or three more on the shelf there, too. I think she has three total, but she has two bowls that are on the shelf, which is like so handy because I mean the rest of the population like if I'm making like a cake I'll make the batter and then I have to like clean out the bowl and then make the the frosting but Ina she has two backups which is I mean that's the definition of fancy really she takes the cupcakes out of the oven they look so good they're like all they're just like this beautiful color of like cocoa goodness they're like all craggly on top too it's almost like a muffin it's like the muffin tops are the best part of the muffin so are the cupcakes it's just like perfectly baked so Ina tells us that this recipe for the frosting comes from her friend Kathleen King who owns cakes in Southampton shout out to Kathleen into the frosting goes confectioner's sugar some peanut butter half a stick of butter some good vanilla and a third a cup of cream she doesn't mix it as long as I thought she would she says she didn't really want to whip it I, I love like a good like whipped I go back and forth because I think like my favorite like if I was to really think about like the sugary sort of dense frosting like can think of is like a cookie cake icing like that frosting is the best but when it comes to like cupcakes or cakes I do want something a little bit lighter I don't know I go back and forth so she ices the cupcakes she says she likes them homemade and rough on top and she reminds us that she's going to sprinkle some peanuts on top I would love like a Reese's cup on top to be honest but I feel like that would be too lowbrow for like an Ina Garden cupcake I think so next, she starts this summer borscht, and that's spelled B-O-R-S-C-H-T. So Ina mentions that this is a Russian peasant food. My dad actually told me that his grandmother always used to make borscht when he was younger. Fun fact, my last name, Kochanov, means core of the cabbage in Russian. So there's that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had borscht before. I I've definitely heard of it, but I... Honestly, I would love this. It sounds crazy to me. Like, it's like a cold beet 
soup, but I love beets. Like pickled beets, yes, I can eat like <laughs> I can eat like a whole jar of those like without batting an eye. I love like those. This is this might be gross to some people, but I love them. I love like when you go to a salad bar and you it's they're basically like pickled eggs, I guess, but they're like pickled with like beet juice and they're like this like lovely shade of pink. I can eat a whole dozen of those like so easily. Like I just really love eggs a lot, but there's something like like the vinegary sort of like text not texture but like the taste of those combined with the egg. Oh my gosh. My friend Alex and I in college, we would go to like <laughs> Hosses? I don't know if everyone has hosses. Hosses is hospitality. Bow. That was their jingle. And they were, I guess they were like sort of like a, I guess like a steakhouse, I guess, but they also had like a salad bar and it was awesome. A hospitality bar? Is that what it was called? Maybe. I could be making that up at this point, but I just love eggs and I love beets. And speaking of beets, let's talk about them. She cooks the beets, Ina says, for about 35 to 40 minutes. I'm assuming she's, like, boiling them or steaming them. I don't really know. Um, but anyway, she starts off the soup with one and a half cups of beet juice. And she said there is a winter borscht, which is, like, a beef stew with veggies. And then she says it's standard Russian peasant food. And then she says, I was originally a Russian peasant. It's perfect. So next she moves on to add more ingredients to the borscht. She adds two cups of chicken stock, homemade, of course, a little bit of sour cream, some yogurt, some sugar, lemon juice, vinegar, and salt. And then she adds in like the good stuff, like the big stuff. She adds in some sliced cucumbers, some scallions. She always says for a little heat. I don't find scallions too like, I guess they have like, I guess she's talking about like oniony heat, not like spicy heat anyway uh she adds fresh dill and then the beets and it surprised me she did not use gloves when she was cutting up the uh the beets which is crazy because they stain oh my gosh i don't know if anyone has ever like really the only time there was like a period where keon and i he made me like this delicious salad when we first started dating it was like i don't know if it was arugula but let's just say it was it was like arugula and like roasted beets and then um those little i guess like mandarin oranges as well and then it had like uh walnuts and then maybe like some goat cheese it was divine it was so good but it's like a lot of work to like roast the beets it's not a lot of work but it's just like for a salad i don't know it's like i don't want to invest that much time into a salad you know what i mean i just want to dump stuff in a bowl and i really think we only made them a couple more times but they oh it would be everywhere we would have to like put like sheets of plastic everywhere on the counter because like it just stains so badly i guess it does come off easily i guess because ina's hands are covered she looked like she murdered like a beet family <laughs> and eventually she tosses all the chopped beets into the rest of the borscht and it's already like it's like at this point it's like a beautiful like raspberry sorbet color it's it, I would try it. I, I think there's something about it. I think if it was like, this is a summer borscht, like she said, too. I think that it would, I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to make this. I don't know, like, who else would eat it, though. Like, I think Keon would eat it, but, like, it makes a lot. So I'd, I'd have to have, like, I'd have to guarantee that everyone would be into it before I, like, made it for a party or, like, a picnic or something. So next, Ina is out on the town. She walks up to a store. She says, I need to find the perfect bread to make Caesar salad sandwiches and smoked salmon and egg salad tartines. That's a mouthful. And she says, she adds, you know, 20 years ago, all you could find was white bread. There's so many to choose from now. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then she walks into the store and she picks out a, a, a ciabatta for the Caesar salad sandwiches, the chicken Caesar salad sandwiches. And then she chooses just like a 
like a standard French bread for the uh, the tartines. It's like, you know, the circle loaf with like the beautiful pattern of like leaves on it. It's very nice. So speaking of the chicken Caesar salad sandwiches, she gets to it. She cuts the ciabatta in half to toast it. And she also lays out some nice thin pancetta to roast as well. I don't know about you. I like ciabatta. I don't really love it for sandwiches. I feel like every time I have ciabatta, because it's like flat on the bottom and then it's like curved on top. And I, I feel like every time I bite into it, everything just like immediately flies out of the sandwich. And I hate that. And I guess it happens with other bread too. But for some reason, I I associate ciabatta with like a sandwich just flying out onto my plate and me getting immediately mad. <laughs> so Ina shows us she already had a couple of roasted chicken breasts ready to go, of course, 350 for 35 minutes. And then she starts making the Caesar dressing, which is, I guess, it's like a play on Caesar dressing, I feel. Maybe not, though. It's garlic, and then she puts parsley, anchovy paste, which I know there are anchovies in Caesar dressing. I'm not as bothered by anchovies. Like, I'm not going to run towards them at the same time. I feel like anchovies are something like if you really buy good ones they're not bad but if you buy terrible ones they're gonna look gross you know what I mean but I've had like I feel like I've had them in like pasta or like on a pizza or something like that but I feel like they get a bad rap so you know justice for anchovies she also put some Dijon in there as well and what else did she put in there some lemon juice and some mayo sounds delicious So next she starts to build the sandwich. She slathers a little bit of dressing. One thing I do love about Ina is when she builds her sandwiches, she always puts mayo or whatever sort of dressing on both sides of the bread. I think that's like, everyone should do that. Uh, So she puts dressing on both sides, some baby arugula. She also puts some sun-dried tomatoes on there, which is like a beautiful touch. And then some Parmesan cheese, just like some shavings. And then she puts the pancetta on and then the chicken guaranteed this sandwich is going to be destroyed the moment you bite it. I'm not knocking the sandwich by any means. I just feel like it is impossible to take like a bite out of it. There are just too many things in this sandwich. I would just, I would want a fork because the moment it falls out, I would just like want to eat it. But she cuts the sandwich up and puts it on a platter. It looks so good. And that's that. And that's the chicken sandwiches. So let's move on to the smoked salmon egg salad tartines. Ina says, everyone has their own secret feel-good food, and mine is egg salad. I agree, Ina. I think we need to normalize egg salad. I think that, like, egg salad gets a bad rap because it's, like, available at gas stations. I'm not above an egg salad gas station sandwich. I know Ina Garden would probably cringe, and most of you are probably cringing. I mean, I'm not going to get it at, like, some crazy, you know, gross gas station. But, like, if it's a nice gas station... I'm at least going to look at it because I don't really make egg salad too often. Like when I see it, I immediately want it. And I've had a couple gas station egg salad sandwiches and live to tell the tale. So I don't know. I think there's something I think I would love like an egg salad food truck. I feel like I've said that about another. What else did I say? Oh, a bread pudding food truck would be great. So I'm going to add this to the list. An egg salad food truck. I'm putting that out into the universe. I think it would be great. So Ina makes her egg salad in the food processor, which is like genius. I I mean, granted, like I said, I don't really make egg salad too much, but if I had to make a lot of it, I'd probably like chop it up like some idiot as opposed to putting it into the food processor. And she blitzes it in like five seconds and it's like perfect. So, and it has like a great consistency too. It's like this sort of 
light, fluffy, I don't know. It just almost looks like scrambled eggs a little bit, but um, they're still hard boiled. It looks really great. And she doesn't add too much to it. She puts mayo, whole grain, mustard, and dill. That's really, I feel like maybe a little bit of salt and pepper, I think as well. So she builds these tartines. She starts out with like the smoked salmon. She says, I prefer Norwegian or Scottish, but but if you don't have that, you could get Atlantic or Pacific. I didn't even know there was like more than one type of smoked salmon. I thought smoked salmon was just smoked salmon. Actually, I, sh- I lie. I, sh- I feel like I've heard her say Norwegian or or Scott. I don't know. I don't know if I heard her say Scottish before, but I guess I've nev- never really like sought out smoked salmon, like the good smoked salmon. Um, and speaking of the good smoked salmon, this really is the good smoked salmon. The thickness is like perfect. I like my salmon a little bit thin, like my smoked salmon. I feel that sometimes if I like bite into, I don't know, sometimes I'll get like a like locks or something like that, like an open face, just sort of like, you know, locks with like the capers and the red onion, um, maybe some tomato. Ooh, that's, I'm getting hungry now. Um, but if I bite into it and sometimes, and I don't, I don't want the whole salmon like coming off as soon as I bite it. I want to be able to like take a bite and just like, and not take the rest of the sandwich with me, I guess. Sometimes you can bite into like a really thick piece of it and it's not as pleasing, I guess. But this is perfect. It almost looks like, it's like the consistency of prosciutto. It's like really thin. It looks incredible. So on top of the smoked salmon, she puts the egg salad and then a little sprig of fresh dill. It looks so good. She like slices them in half so it's easier for the ladies to work and to, you know, grab a slice. And speaking of the ladies... Lunch is ready. She brings out the borscht. It's even more beautiful than it was before. It's like this, oh my gosh, it's like this raspberry purple extravaganza color. Like it is so beautiful with the white mug. Ugh, chef's kiss. She puts like a dollop of sour cream on it and then a little f- like sprig of fresh dill. It is, um, it's divine. I would, I would totally try it. So she sets the table, she puts the cupcakes on there as well, she puts the sandwiches, and she says, everything is done. Now I don't have to jump up and down when everyone gets here. So the two guests arrive, Pam and Mary are there, they're sitting, they're talking, and Pam does most of the talking, honestly. She says, so we want to talk about the next book, and Ina was like, she she like kind of makes a joke, she's like, you want to talk about this book, and then maybe the next book after that too, like, as if like, Ina's never going to stop making cookbooks, I guess. I don't know. It's like this weird dynamic. And Pam like kind of laughs, but she's not really having it at the same time. Uh, She does take a bite of the sandwich. This is still Pam. And she says she can really taste the cheese. I was like, that's that's all. (laughs) Which I think is like a weird thing to compliment out of like all the delicious things on that sandwich. She, I mean, I love Parmesan just as much as the rest of everyone. But uh, it was just a weird comment. And then Ina, she poses to the women. She says, either we eat more cupcakes or we do some work. Which is it? And then Pam's like, hmm, tough call. And then Ina just like loses it. She's like, but we better do some work. And I'm like, Pam, don't start. She just like wasn't having it. I don't know. I think Ina wanted to play more than work. And uh, I don't know. Maybe that's the dynamic that Pam and Ina have. Pam has to just like rein Ina in because all she wants to do is just like laugh and eat cupcakes. So... I kind of wanted to hear what Mary thought of everything, but Mary just kind of sat there, which is, I guess Mary sat there because she's just the designer of the book. Not that she's just the designer. Obviously, that's an important job too. But I think Pam really helps Ina with like the content of the book and really kind of narrowing down what she wants to talk about. And maybe that's why Pam wears the pants in the cookbook relationship. So 
an interesting dynamic for the end of the episode. Usually it's a little bit more like laughter and chaos, but um, Pam runs a tight ship, so it's back to work for Ina. So that's the end of the episode. I really feel like I flew through that. I don't know why my episodes are getting shorter. I don't know if it's because I'm just like so excited to talk about Ina. I promise it's not intentional, but uh, I don't really have anything else to add. Another great episode. Those chocolate cupcakes look delish. Um, I could really use one right now. And I think this summer, this is going to be the summer of borscht. Maybe I'll try it out. Um, I'm hoping my friends would be down for trying it. But until then, I just want to thank everyone for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at GoodVanillaPod. And you can also send me an email at GoodVanillaPod at gmail.com. Also, I've made a group on Facebook for The Good Vanilla. It's very easy to find. Just type in The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kochanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.